are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Speaking of which, Landon, when is the Uh Best Coast Boys podcast going to start up? (laughs) That's a good question. Uh, Obviously, at some point, uh, friend of the show, John Owning, and I have got to sit down and talk about... uh, PFF John, right? Yeah, PFF John. That's what I was just going to say. If... if, uh, if uh, he, he and I even have the time to continue this endeavor, but uh, it's it's been well over eight months since we've done I, PCB. I, I did I see people on Twitter. They want they want the show back. So I don't might have you know, to... I, I feel I feel ashamed because it's been very difficult. But I, yes, we I do have plans to bring it back. It's just been very difficult with how busy things have been. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So today uh, we're going to talk about a couple different things. Practice from yesterday, some roster moves the Cowboys made. Uh, but we should start with Rico Dowdle, uh, yep. Landon, the Cowboys' third-string running back. By all accounts, was having a really nice camp. Uh, the team did put him on the injured reserve list yesterday. I don't think we got a reason why he went on there yet. Yep. It, it's a hip. A hip. Yeah. Apparently, a he, hip, he injured a hip no, or a no. hip. Well, let, let me ask you this: we, we, everything we heard out of the Houston game is that they came out without any injuries, mm-hmm. right? Now and suddenly. Well, yeah, actually, not even just came out of the injuries, but the next day they asked Mike McCarthy about injuries, and he said, yeah, really good. Everything was fine. And then apparently now Rico Daddle had such a bad hip injury that he's out for the season. So I don't know, man. I mean, that's that's where we are, I guess, at this point. It, it, either, either something developed or was missed or uh, they're, you know, they're trying to stash him. It, it's a weird position to try to stash somebody, I would feel, though, because you feel like Rico Dowdle – likely would have played this year. I mean, if he, if, I mean, he, I feel like he was making the roster and he was going to play, I don't know if he's playing running back very much, but he certainly was going to play special teams. He probably was going to be active on game day. I don't know. This is it one I struggle like with stash. because typically when teams stash players, it's with the idea, Hey, you're not going to make the roster this year. And we're curious. We'll see what you look like next year after a year in our, our sure. system. Right. Yeah. I don't think there's really going to be more snaps available to him next year. Right. And I think it's just as likely that they draft somebody else or they sign somebody or, you know, like Jaquan Hardy breaks out like this, a stash feels a little weird to me, but that's kind of the indication I've been getting is that that's really what this is. It's odd. It is odd because I guess it would make more sense if they tried to sneak him onto the practice squad and then made him like one of those eligible guys who they could call up to the game day to, to dress right, out, you know, right. week to week. But this, I mean, th- this mechanism, I mean, just to be clear to everybody, this is the preseason IR, meaning yep. he cannot yep. return. Like this is not a function for him to be able to like return at some point. So he is finished for the season. So yeah, if this is like a roster, you know, magic thing, I don't really understand ultimately the, the the long-term goal here. All right. So let's talk about the running back position for the Cowboys. Obviously yeah. it's Ezekiel and it's Tony Pollard and they're going to do all of the heavy lifting. Yeah. Do you think this team needs to go out and get somebody or are you comfortable with just two guys or are you comfortable with who they have on the roster right now? 
<sighs> I, you know, I don't think that uh, – I think if they needed another running back, they need to go get one. I, I, I don't feel, you know – Super great about any of these other running backs. I mean, I, I think that maybe what this does is increases the chance that Ralston makes the roster. I mean, and not that he's a running back, but he's another guy that, you know, if something were to happen in the game, he could take some carries in a single back situation. And obviously he can function as the fullback. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they could potentially use him in some, in some mm-hmm. H back situations, some, you know, tight end stuff. But um, yeah, I, if, if it's me, I mean, I'm, I, if I need another running back, a third running back for a specific reason, I'm going out to get one. I'm not necessarily relying on the, the guys that are here, you know, simply because there's a ton of running backs available. And, and I think you could probably get one who's decent for cheap if you really needed one in a, in a case where either Pollard or Zeke were going to miss significant time. Otherwise, I think you kind of just, you probably just roll with it for now. Uh, I've got some names. I've got some names. So that third running back is going to have to be able to play special teams, right? Whether it's as a kick returner, you know, playing on punt teams. I mean, you've got to be able to do more than just run the ball. Right. Um, So a couple guys that I think will either be cut or you could get like via trade that pretty, pretty easily, you know, like we've seen some of these like circumventing waivers, right. Or it's all right. Hey, we're going to give you a conditional seventh round pick. If this guy plays a hundred percent of the snaps and, uh, makes the Pro Bowl. Like I, we've seen those kind of trades happen. So, yeah. a couple guys. Uh, what about Rex Burkhead, who is with the Texans right now? The Texans have uh, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Rex Burkhead. Are there four running backs in their roster? Yeah, I mean, I think he's a guy that should be considered. I mean, I, I, I you know, again, I think it really depends on. You're going to give me this list, and we could talk about whether they're eligible and the kind of. Uh, you know, aspect the kind of way that they might make the roster. But I think really fundamentally we needed without knowing like what their actual plan is, like do they want to carry a third running back into the season or are they going to try to wait until there's an injury and then just try to make it through a game? I, I think Rex Burkhead is a guy that if they're trying to find an established guy who also, like you said, can give them good special teams. If they're trying to find a guy like right away to get a third running back for the season, I think Rex Burkhead is a, is a name that we should definitely keep. All right. How about one that is a running back, fullback, H-back, and a special teams guy? What about Jalen Samuels of the Steelers? Somebody that I like coming out of North Carolina State a little bit. Yeah, I like Jalen Samuels' skill set for sure. And I definitely pegged him as a fullback type coming out, an H-back type. Um, he, you know, he's been a – I mean, you know better than I do as the as the resident Steelers fan and, and the group. Uh, he, he's a kind of a unicorn for them, isn't he? Yeah. Like, I mean, he, yeah. he's just like a, a freak of nature athlete that they've been hoping to kind of develop into something just mm-hmm. never quite did develop into a starting level but, running back, but, right? I mean, that's the problem is that there's too many times they wanted him to be the full-time guy or the yeah. third down back. And that's just not really what he is. He's just a really good third guy. I mean, not all that dissimilar to Rod Smith, who we had well, a few saying. years ago, who we bring up yeah. way too often on this podcast. I think Samuels is a guy that could be cut or a guy that, you know, you trade a conditional pick. So the, we'll just leave it the list that there. I mean, those are the type of guys we're looking for. We're not looking to get somebody who's proven a young back, anything like that. Right. Dar- not Darius, a Sony Michelle. Darius Jackson's out there, you know? So uh... <laughs> I think Darius I, I, Jackson signed with just about every single team in the NFL at this point. I'm sure right? we're going to get letters, you know, and emails about, about Darius Jackson and how quickly the Cowboys need to yeah. sign him. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. All right. So ultimately I think my guess is they enter the first wave of cut downs with two running backs and a fullback. Right. And they try to stash Hardy 
and Knox on the practice squad. And if something were to happen, they pull one of those guys up. They use Knox, or excuse me, they use Ralston as much as they need to to get through a game. But I kind of think that's where we're heading, right? Yeah, and and thinking that you know, uh, it's kind of like we were just saying, like yeah, they maybe they stash these those guys on the practice squad. Like I said, they get I think it's two mm-hmm. spots that they're allowed to call up to the re- regular. Uh, roster that they can then turn back into game day, practice right? but yeah yeah uh so so uh yeah i think that that could be a regular season solution for having a third running back on the you know on your roster for game days and then you know if something were to happen long term to pollard or zeke that's probably when you would turn to you know a street free agent uh right to kind of right. you know take over for multiple right. games all right, let's talk about practice that the Cowboys had on Wednesday. The plan was for Dak Prescott to only throw on seven-on-sevens in the competitive period. Um, but plans changed, Landon, and Dak Prescott's pretty stubborn. So he ended up not doing the seven-on-seven. Instead, he did the 11-on-11 comp- uh, competitive period. And from all the reports, it sounds like he was really good and he wasn't limited at all. Are you surprised? No, I mean, I, I think, and somebody may correct me on Twitter or elsewhere in the comments. I'm pretty sure that he played, he did 17 plays with team, right? Six were runs, uh, 10 were completions, and then one was batted down at the line of scrimmage. So he basically went 10, 10 of 11, or maybe it was 11 for 12 or something like that, but it was, uh, it was impressive. Uh, and, and, you know, again, it's, they're, they're not in full pads. They're not taking people down to the ground, but I mean, I think it's just, you know, it's <laughs> Dak's not noodle arming these balls out. I mean, he's no. he's fine. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, it's another good sign. It's another kind of, uh, hurdle that the Cowboys told us that he was getting to and that he would hop over and he has hopped over. So, uh, at the very least, I feel like, <laughs> the Cowboys coaching staff and medical staff has, has earned some uh, some uh, trust from, from the fan base just simply because it has been going a lot towards the, uh, the prognosis that we, we're being given right. uh, and the timeline seems to be very consistent. So you're not worried about Dak in week one, right? No, no, I'm not worried again, about. You're not I, I, Jerry, Jerry even said yesterday, or maybe it was two days ago on on the fan, that even the day that he got injured or injured or whatever you want, he strained it, that he could have finished a game, he could have played a game, or you know. So, uh, yeah, I just again, they're just being overly cautious. It's a very long season, uh, and it's an even longer season than we remember, and uh, and and giving Dak, you know, some rest there when he's been, you know, throwing like a madman all off season, trying to get ready. Right. Uh, it, it just makes sense. Um, all right. Let's talk about some other things that were going on in the Cowboys practice the last couple of days. Safeties. Um, Lane, I don't mm. know what kind of playing shape you're in right now, but the Cowboys I'm, might need you to play safety, right? Ready to go. I'm ready to go. I mean, honestly, I may catch COVID at this point. I mean, it, it, it's like, uh, so as for the people smart. that are watching the video, Landon just did his safety drills, just kind of running back and forth, and looked pretty good. Uh, I, I just, I just, I just saw what Tra- Trayvon's son did, and I kind of copied, <laughs> copied that. Like, go. he, he's got his footwork down, man. Um, all right, so man, this is confusing. So Donovan Wilson left with a groin injury, yeah. right? Yeah. You have Monte Casey, who is now out because of COVID protocols. Malik yeah. Hooker out because of COVID pro- protocols. Israel Mukamu, I believe, is back practicing he now, is. right? Yeah. Uh, am I missing anybody else? Is there anybody else that's not allowed to practice? 
Connor Williams, I think, is also on Connor the Williams. List, if I'm yeah. Not mistaken. So, how? I mean, how worried are you about the safeties in general? General for this team. Uh, for practice or for well, week I'm one? saying like, are you worried about them for week one? <laughs> no, I don't think I am. Um, I mean, I'll tell you this much: I I was interested just because everything's going on. I decided to go peek at the uh, COVID protocols for uh, what they have to do uh, to get back into practice. Um, and I, you know, I went in just like kind of slightly confused on, on exactly what the protocol is, and then after reading everything, I am now even more confused. Uh, because I was not aware that there are three types of tests that they do and that they have to be positives yes. for all three. It's, it's, I, I read the actual thing and it, and even for vaccinated people, it is quite a lot of hoops to jump through. The good news is, you know, if you're a close contact vaccinated player uh, and you don't have symptoms and you pass two PCR tests, I think it's 24 hours apart, maybe it's 48 hours apart. Yeah. Yep. And then you pass your your final entrance one. Um, if you're like Israel uh, Mukamu, uh, he 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 was able to get back in like you know basically two days after the initial you know right. scare. So he's he's back already. Um, what what we what we may be finding out today is that maybe some more players are coming back. I don't know if that's been announced yet. I mean that's kind of what we, what we may be happening now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if but if not, like I think there is a concern that some of these guys are probably going to be held out at, at, you know, until next week because they have to pass X amount of days. And if they have COVID, if they actually have COVID, which it sounds I, like what three or four of them do. It sounds like two or three, at least probably yeah. do, um, you know, depending on whether they're vaccinated. I mean, look, if they're unvaccinated with COVID, then we've got a whole other set of worries to, to yeah. have, you know, yeah. um, how, how that person's health, you know, I think even with, the, the vaccine, obviously you can catch COVID. The symptoms can be anywhere from nothing to, you know, kind of mild or to maybe even medium. But uh, you, you think that those guys, you know, mostly would get over it pretty soon if there hasn't been a ton of hospitalization from, from vaccinated COVID users. So uh, COVID uh, victims. So yep. the hope is that the, 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 if they have COVID, if they have uh, the vaccination, that they recover quickly uh, and then they have to just kind of, in order to re-enter the facility, they have to pass a series of tests that include, like you know, <laughs> PCR, uh, something called the BRL, mm-hmm. uh, a ma- something that's called a MESA test, uh, and they have to pass like certain tests x amount of time apart to prove that it's not like a false positive and that sort of thing. This is probably way more than anybody wanted to know about a COVID test. This is way more than I wanted to ever know about COVID tests. So I'm just throwing this out there, but just to kind of give everyone an idea of what to expect without knowing the status of these users, without knowing whether they're vaccinated, without knowing whether they or not, they actually have COVID or not. It's kind of difficult to kind of guess where they are, but yeah, I mean, if things are the worst case scenario where they are unvaccinated and they have COVID, those situations I am concerned about uh, whether or not they're going to make it back for week one. And, and, you know, beyond that, just like what the results are of what happens to their body through having COVID. So the Cowboys actually did a pretty good job last year of navigating through the COVID season. Like they didn't lose many guys like in terms of like game loss. Right. Yeah. They, but it seems like we've we've already got you know more COVID cases now than we did last year. Is that because of the new testing policies? Is that because of 
because the players aren't wearing masks because they are vaccinated. What do you think is going on there? I mean, I think that this is probably the one of the most vulnerable times, right? Just because you've got players that are coming in and out. The teams have just gotten back to Dallas. Um, you know, I think once they get into the regular season and there's a little bit more of a rhythm, I think players will fall into kind of a hopefully a more safe uh, kind of pattern of, of – of operating during the regular season. Sure. You know, it's sure. like Monday, I come into the facility, I do my thing, Tuesday. Well, I- the other thing I should mention is there's just a lot more people around right now than yeah. there will be in a week from now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you, I mean, they're going to go from 80 to 53. But again, I guess you're going to have these guys in the practice squad, so maybe you don't maybe you don't lose that many guys. And, and let's remember, like, what we're talking about. I mean, COVID is, is one of the things that's really difficult about it is the fact that, you know, it's – asymptomatic for periods of time so it's sometimes even when you're testing as rigorously as these guys are uh sometimes it's tough and it spreads so fast that you know once it's in like you know usually three or four guys are probably going to get a strike or some uh, or at least a uh you know a high what do they call it a a a high risk uh transmission yeah. Trans, well, I mean, it's yeah, there's like a level of, yeah. of what, exposure that, you know, if you were near uh, someone who has tested positive or has gotten a positive test, that you're at high risk. So they they isolate you for that as well, just, you know, for precaution reasons. So those are the guys, the precaution guys who don't actually have it. Those guys come back pretty quickly. But the point being is that, you know, one COVID positive it's not like an isolated event, right? It's right. like you're right. likely, I mean, if, if one person in your team actually gets a, a positive COVID test, it's high likelihood that at least three or four other people that have right. been in some kind of contact with them are going to get at least some kind of temporary, uh, you know, stay at home order, just simply, if, if, if only to quarantine for a little while, but if, you know, obviously longer, if they actually have caught COVID. The good news is the Cowboys still have two weeks until their first game. Yes. Hopefully they can kind of solve this outbreak and limit it. And I, I would be- think that all of these guys will be back available for week one. So that is the good news. We'll continue to um, to update you guys on the story when we have more information as the story continues to break. So uh, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. It is that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for this season. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Lane, and we're just going to close out the show, just kind of talking briefly about some of the expectations around the league for this Cowboys team. So uh, currently at Bet Online, uh, the Cowboys are a pretty big favorite to win this division. Um, but I don't think everybody sees it that way. I think a lot of people think Washington has a really good chance to win this division. Sure. I actually know, uh, according to uh, one of the, the odds makers at ESPN, uh, the Giants are one of the most popular bets to win the division this year. Um, that one I don't understand. So what are your just general expectations for this Cowboy team this year? I mean, I, th- you know, I think we've kind of talked about it. We've been talking around about it for a while. I, you know, I'll just say this. I, uh, 
I was a part of a locked on uh, NFC East uh, division preview that you guys should look out for it. I don't know what it's called yet, but definitely it's coming. I think it's going to be called the NFC, uh, the NFL Ultimate uh, Preview. Yeah, uh, it, it's going to be really cool. I can tell you that, but I can't tell you much more about that. All I'll say is that I had a very long conversation with, uh, the, you know, our representatives for the other locked on uh, mm-hmm. podcasts and insider division. And and Marcus, I'm here to tell you that they uh, they don't have very much respect for our football team. I'm and, shocked. Uh, and, I, know, I know, shocked. Shocked. but you know, I mean, <laughs> when we say not a lot of respect for the Cowboys, not you know maybe not just winning the division, but maybe finishing the last of the division, right? I, mean, I don't want to give away spoilers, right? I mean, you know, look, they look they uh, they they don't like the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, it's fair, right? To a person, all three of them were not fans of the Cowboys. Uh, and look, and that's. <laughs> You know, to be fair, I uh, we don't have that in common, but we also don't have in common that I am I am you know I'm not an Eagles or Washington football team or uh, the Giants fan either. So, fair. Fair. Uh, so but yeah, I, I think it, it, to kind of answer your question, I I mean obviously we're you know we're fans of the team. We want to believe the team's going to do well. There's a lot of believe it or not, we are fans of the team. I know a lot of people don't believe that I actually am, but I promise we are. <laughs> this, 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 the, the way Marcus acts is actually a manifest of his fandom. It's hard to believe, but it's yes. actually true. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you know, there's, I think there's optimism around the team. Um, I think, I think that ultimately the team is being slept on by a lot of different, uh, you know, people outside of Dallas, um, and I think that you know, a lot of it is, uh, it's it's just it's just funny to me, like the 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 tenuous tenuousness of their the excuses of why they don't believe in Dallas versus the tenuous of the excuses of why their teams are going to be good. You know, right. it's like, well, it's like all the other teams in the division have major, major questions at quarterback. And the question for the Cowboys isn't talent. It's just, is Dak healthy? And if, if he yeah. is healthy, which seems a lot more likely than one of the other quarterbacks breaking out and all of a sudden becoming a superstar. They just have a massive advantage over everybody else. It's, I mean, and it's not just, and, and to be fair to those guys too, because it certainly is not only them. I mean, I've, I've listened no, to no, national, no. Po- national podcasts that, uh, you know, I'll hear them talk about how the New Orleans Saints are going to be, you know, one of the best teams in the NFC. And, 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 and they've got a, such a great roster. You know they'll they'll figure out the quarterback position, and it's just kind of like you know oh uh, oh yeah, wow, yeah. It'll, it'll get figured. The Cowboys have that figured out, and they still find like you know kind of excuses to dismiss the Cowboys for for you know trivial things. So I don't know. I I, I prefer it this way, honestly. I I, I would like it where they, they no one has any expectations for this team. And uh, they can write us off if they want, and then we just show up and uh, score forty-five points on them, you know. And 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 Dak can like you know kind of stretch out his arm after he throws that fifth touchdown and be like, eh, still feeling good uh, <laughs> if he needs to. It's like I don't know. It's I, I feel good about where this team is. I feel good about their chances to win the division. I think if they can stay relatively healthy, this is going to be a much much better defense. I mean, just based on what we've seen so far. Maybe early on they 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 have some bumps in the road as they try to kind of figure out, uh, you know, a little bit of an identity on defense. But and, and maybe it's maybe it's the other way. Maybe it's off the offense trying to like kind of get into gear early on because they didn't have a ton of time on task in training camp altogether. 
but I have supreme confidence in Dak Prescott in this offense. I think that offense, passing offense specifically, is probably the most reliable and most replicable thing that you can have in the NFL. And that defense is one of the least replicable things that you can have. And and having a good defense is really a year-to-year proposition that's based a lot on the quarterbacks that you're facing every year. So I think that that you can add all the talent you want, and then you just have to try to do your best to slow down these elite offenses uh, as much as you can. But if you don't have a a solid quarterback situation, if you don't have – a, uh, a, a an offense that can be relied on. If you don't have one side of the ball that can be consistently dominant, and and frankly, unless you're the you know the the Denver Broncos or uh, I mean I mean the Redskins are close, but I don't even know that they fall in this category of of having a, a defense that's so dominant that you can rely yeah, on them week to week. Uh, you need to have you need to find a way to make it happen on offense because defense is just not a reliable unit to to to, to keep you going. I just want to remind everybody that the Cowboys lost their franchise quarterback in week five last year. And only one team was able to have a better record. And that was Washington at seven and nine, right? Like the Cowboys had just as bad of a quarterback situation as everybody else in the, in the division last year. And still nobody was able to pull away. I just, I can't imagine with Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts and Ryan Fitzpatrick being the quarterback for the three other teams that they're going to pull away from the Cowboys even if the Cowboys have a bad defense, it just, it's not going to happen. Like, it's, it's just, it simply comes down to which do you think is more likely that Jalen yes. hurts is going to take a huge jump that he no. hasn't taken that Daniel Jones is going to take a huge jump with Jason Garrett as, as his offensive coordinator that he hasn't taken. And that Ryan Fitzpatrick is just going to what not be Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick for Ryan a whole Fitzpatrick year at the age of 38 years old. Yeah. If he's not who he is, then I don't know who is who they are. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. so what's more likely that those guys are all going to change their feathers or that Dak Prescott, who is currently throwing with the first team two weeks before the, 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 uh, the, 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 the opener is not going to be healthy enough to play. Uh, I think it's I mean, pretty straightforward. Seems- I say seems pretty straightforward to me. That's but that's why they play the games. Uh, That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Make sure you check us out on YouTube. Uh, You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you next time.